Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Nintendo Fanboys. We're trying something a little bit different today. We're not using a program that's going to automatically sync our uh, voices. So with any luck, this will be the best-sounding podcast we have ever done. So what we're doing is Steven's actually recording his audio, and I'm recording my audio And away we go. I'm going to sync them up after. We did a little funny thing at the introduction, so hopefully I'll be able to get this right. We'll see how it goes. So, what's up, man? Yeah, you'll probably have to make sure this works correctly. Like, this will require some editing, I believe. But if we manage to get this synced up perfectly, it should finally resolve our... what We've been doing podcasts for, like, seven years now and we've never had one with perfect audio so we're slow learners but hopefully this will uh, fix everything and really there should be no editing necessary as long as you keep recording and i keep recording it's simply getting all it has to do is it has to sync once as long as you don't touch your recording and i don't touch mine there's no editing that's necessary. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's I, just that I know, but I think what we use for syncing is a s- very simple three, two, one method. But the fact yeah. is, we're not computers, so we probably there's going there might be a microsecond delay somewhere. So it's gonna be finding the perfect way to sync those. That's the only thing I, I, I mean by that. Yeah, exactly. And and we'll see. We'll see how it goes. This first one might be slightly off, but I don't think so. I think we got this. I think we got this. Okay, so uh, apparently we're starting with play, playful banter. Indeed we are, and I hate it when you do that. I sent you those notes, and you should not even read them. <laughs> should be professional, but no. I am being professional. I'm being <laughs> super professional. Did you even so, read them? I did read them, and I'm I'm a little perplexed because you told me that I had some stuff to prepare. I don't have anything to prepare. There's no prepare, but it's fun when you know what we're going to talk about. Oh, that's ridiculous <laughs> preparation! It's absurd. So go ahead, get get what you want to get off your chest. Yes, Tell the yes, world. Yes, yes. So basically, I was right. Jared will fight this. He will. He even though he has no case, he will fight this. But I always told you guys that Jared would get a switch day one. He, since that thing has been announced after the conference, uh, the terrible <coughs> conference in Tokyo, and we were basically saying that there was no reason to get one if you had a Wii U, he was always looking for an excuse. He was always, because Jared always needs the latest things. Even though he doesn't admit it, he does. And to his credit, day one, he didn't, co- he didn't commit on day one, even though I think it's a technicality, but on day four, he, he had himself a switch. So I say I won this uh, little contest that we didn't have. And if we <laughs> listened to the last podcast, you said I'd have one day one, and I told you you were the one, and I'm just showing that in your face. You may throw it in my face. I'm not even going to bother with this because we'll have a back and forth forever. Um, the one thing was I really, whether no one believes me or not, I actually didn't plan on it. Uh, I invested 15 hours into Breath of the Wild on, um, on the Wii U. And yeah, it's going to be an excuse. It will. I, I'm not going to defend my position or anything like that. I had a, a trip I had to go on and, uh, Steven was like, you should like, don't be stupid. Bring your Wii with you. And right before I left, what I did was I, I had the game already downloaded 
And what I did was I tried to start the Wii U with the, um, what's it called, the Pro Controller, and it wouldn't let me. Like, you could start it, sure, but you had to have the gamepad, uh, like, around. You couldn't just use the, the uh, what's it called, the, um, the Pro Controller. And I was like, what the hell? And I... I Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe there is a workaround for that. But the minute, like, I hadn't played on my game, um, my GameCube, my gamepad in a while, and the battery had died, and it was telling me, like, no, you need to recharge your gamepad in order to play. And I was like, oh my lord! So not only do I have to bring my like the console, I and I, I want to play with the pro controller, so I, I've got to bring my console, the pro controller, and the gamepad, and I'm like, well, screw this, I'm just going to bring the gamepad then, you know. Um, anyways, it was cumbersome as hell, it got held up at um, at security, even though it was a local flight, uh, people were like, what the hell is this thing, and it was just, it was a royal pain in the ass, okay, and thanks to my buddy Nick, um, Nick, I don't know, I, I may have spoken about this guy um, whenever there's console launches, I don't, I don't know, anyway, this particular guy, really good friend of mine, really nice guy, but he does something that's a little bit of, a little bit douchebaggy, and that is, uh, every time there's a new piece of hardware, he follows the different trends, he's a gamer himself, and he picks one up, typically for himself, and he picks one up to pay for his other system, so in other words, what he'll do is he'll buy, say, for example, a Switch, which in Canada is 400 bucks, and he'll sell the the second switch for you know six to eight hundred bucks, something like that. And he does that so that it offsets the cost that he paid for his original system. And he's been doing this since like the PlayStation Two, basically. And anyways, so when I came back on um, late Sunday, uh, I gave him a buzz and I was like, "Look, do you have? Do you still have your other switch?" And um, he's like, "I might." And I thought that was weird. I was like, what the hell? What do you mean you might? Uh, but anyways, uh, it's because he, he wasn't sure if it had sold yet. So he pulled it. Uh, he dropped it off on Monday. And that was that. And I'm a big liar and whatever. Um, but I found out also, when I found out that I had to go on this little micro training um, trip, that I'll be actually going on three, maybe even now, might be as many as six more of these in like the coming weeks. And I was like, ugh. You know, and yeah, it's an excuse for sure. I, I won't, I won't deny that. Like, it's it's an excuse. Uh, but I'm actually really, I'll be honest, I'm I'm really happy with this. And I, we'll have a whole section where we'll talk a little bit about the switch itself and stuff like that. But I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. See, for me, it's it's all about Zelda. That's what this is about. Uh, like. And and now playing Zelda, like we have a lot to discuss. You'll see how it all sort of relates. But I actually don't regret this, believe it or not. Like I actually think this was a very wise investment right now, which I didn't think. I'm going to be saying this a lot, I think, over this podcast. But like I was really wrong about everything I thought about the Switch, Zelda, and Nintendo as a whole. So... Yeah, this is basically the podcast of, uh, well, at least for my, my portion, Jared was wrong. <laughs> so yes, so I was wrong about getting it, um, about getting it this early. And technically you're right. Technically this would be a day one system because he picked it up at launch. I like this, uh, I like this podcast already. So you're admitting I'm right and 
you're admitting you're wrong, so this is perfect. Okay. This is perfect. We should, well, we should end this right there. There's no... <laughs> okay, thanks for watching, everybody. <laughs> We're back next week. But to, uh, um, to continue on your Wii U point, and this is something that I think is the Wii U's biggest fault, and its biggest trait, which is its gamepad. And I've, I've known this for a while, but this just reaffirms re, uh, this. You absolutely need the gamepad powered up. If the gamepad shuts off, I don't know if the system shuts off, but you cannot play. And I'm really... Uh, stretching out its portability right now because I'm playing Breath of the Wild on the Wii U. Like, I really want a Switch. Uh, I can't afford one, though. Really can't. Uh, taxes are due if you're a homeowner. I say that every year, but it's true. The first five or six months, you get an extra... For me, it's 350 uh, bucks a month to pay off, which is not like pocket money like Jared. So even though like I'd really <laughs> like a Switch... And it sucks that the Wii U is not really portable. It's not. It doesn't. Four hundred dollars suck for me. So, but now Jared's supposed to get me one. Which thank I'm you, damn you, doubting for that. I'm doubting every day it's gonna happen because he's doing zero effort to to oh. get me one. <laughs> but <laughs> the thing is with the Wii U's uh, portability is that I always thought that you basically needed to be like right next to the console for it and it's wrong right now i have the console i i I keep moving the console around because the thing i found out is that the console doesn't need to be plugged into a tv so basically you can bring the console anywhere as long as the gamepad is powered up or worst case scenario you bring the power cord too so you you plug in the console and the gamepad you can play it any room so right now I have the system set up upstairs and with my gamepad I can actually play the system in the living room, in the bedroom and in the bathroom because it's in a perfect spot where I can bring it all over the house. So it's basically kind of like a mini switch for me right now and like it, it's it, it's working for me. Zelda, we'll talk a bit more about that later but of course when you finally do get me a switch in two years I will be play, replaying Zelda on this but I'm going to finish it on the Wii U because I'm having a blast with it. And after that, we'll see. And that's it. That's my little two cents on the Wii U situation. Okay, so for those that don't know, I told Steven that if he got his computer fixed, I would buy him a Switch. Now, um, what's happened this last week is I've been out on my ass, okay? Um, I got a really bad head cold. Uh, everybody calls it a man cold. And I've been, I've been really out of it. I mean, I went to work, I think, two days this week. Um, I've been just really, really out of it. Uh, now, so I have two friends that are going tomorrow during the restock. There hasn't been a restock yet. The problem with, there's, living in a big city is a, is a double-edged sword. You have the variety of all the different, um, stores, right? So you do have the, the increased chance of picking up a console because there's just so many different um, stores of, like that could potentially carry it. The downside is that you have hundreds of thousands of people that live in these areas that are also looking potentially, obviously, um, for for said product, which is what's really awkward. If you can go to like you know midnight launches or if you can go before the store opens and things like that then yeah you you have a very good chance of uh, picking one up the problem is that the people that i've got that are are helping me in this 
are doing it in Montreal. Montreal is the worst area in Quebec to do this sort of stuff because it has the largest concentration of population and the smallest amount of like area. What you really want to do, if you really want to score one of these, is you have to go off-island. Because off-island, you won't have as high populations, but you still have the um, the greater amount of variety from all the... Your Walmarts, your Best Buys, your, you know, your, your EB Games, all that kind of stuff. So, unfortunately, these two guys, like I said, are trying in... Not the same area, obviously. Montreal is still quite large, but that, I think, is going to be our, our problem. Once I'm feeling better and I can go. I've been going to EB Games. Uh, the problem with EB Games is it's like it's it's like one in a million. So what I've started to do is what I did with the, um, what is it called? The NES Mini Classic Edition or whatever the hell it's called. Um, that was a Christmas miracle, how I ended up getting one of those. I lived on Best Buy every now and then, uh, which doesn't make sense because that's not living, but whatever. Um, what I would do is I would go on Best Buy and I would put in the NES Classic, whatever, and I had selected certain stores close to me, and sure enough, one popped up, and it said, would you like to reserve it? And I said, yes. I'm going to do the exact same thing with the... Um with the Wii U, uh, Wii U, with the Switch, because it's it doesn't matter if you go in person or if you go online. The stock is the stock of that store. This is how people have been really getting screwed over. Because I had um, two people that I know that were trying to get an Xbox One when it launched, and they got totally screwed. They were there hours before the store opened. And when the store opened, it had already sold out, and it had sold out because of the online reservation system that Best Buy introduced. So that's why it's not as easy as some people think. But I told you as well, make sure if you have any friends that are around here, I'll pay the money. Just if they can pick it up, don't come and drop it off at my house. That's stupid. It, dr- send it directly to you, and I'll PayPal them the money. You know what I mean? Like, let's get a good amount of people trying to get you one of these things, and someone has to be able to to find one eventually. And you have no stores around you at all? Yeah, there's there's one store here that uh, did get four switches uh, that were sold out. Like I told you, like I cannot really afford one, so that's why I never put my name down. If I did, I probably would have gotten one. Well, can you, can you put your name down now? I I can probably go back see uh, when they expect their their. Well, do it, Jesus Christ! That <laughs> that would be the easiest thing. Yeah, the chances are that store of getting a new shipment soon though is very very slim. But well, I'll, yeah, but I'll, I will you, I will definitely go ask. Them. Because I'm I'm not being an ass, eh? I'm I'm being very serious here. I will gladly give you the money. To uh, to pick this up because given your lifestyle right now, uh, I honestly, truly believe you're going to feel the same way that I feel. That I have, well, I don't really want to talk about Switch yet, but like I have a feeling that this could be my favorite home console that they've released since like GameCube. Like I really do think that this could be a really amazing Nintendo platform just because. It works like advertised, you know? Like, imagine if you didn't have to move the console around. You know? Like, think of that. And, like, even on your truck, let's say you had uh, downtime. 
You know, you, you, I don't know how you work there, but let's say you had a break or you had this or you had that. You just whip it out just like the 3DS there and you, you can play for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever. Like that is crazy, man. But anyways, we'll get into all of that. So that takes care of, uh, our bet. Um, let's see. Uh, I told you guys about being ill, which was, uh, lots of fun. It actually destroyed. I was supposed to have a Saturn video up, uh, today. Couldn't do it. The one good thing is I've been playing Zelda like a mofo because I haven't been able to do much else. And today is going to be brutal because I have to go meet Serena at 5 o'clock this afternoon. Her birthday is tomorrow, but we're going to her father's place, which is like an hour away uh, from where she works. And then from that, like there, it takes us like two hours to get home and I'm still not 100%. So I'm going to be a mess for her birthday tomorrow, which sucks. But alas, that's that. Um, Dragon Quest Eight. What do you want to do with that? Uh, that I wanted to do like we did with Horizon. I wanted to do a Dragon Quest Eight review discussion. That was uh, possibly something that we could do in the future. Obviously, we don't have time for that today. But it's just yeah. Why I okay. Put that in there. Okay. Cool. I'm I'm up for that. Do you guys uh, are loyal listeners? Are you up for that? Is that something that uh, you'd be interested in? Or you think that we're all crazy and, like, who cares about Dragon Quest Eight? Well, too bad. We'll do it anyways. Um, mailbag. This is something that uh, Stephen and I have, have spoken about for a long time. Like, we like the interaction. This is what, basically, this is what kept COE uh, alive, more or less, is with YouTube, we get your feedback, which is awesome. Uh, the thing is... Taking it to that next level, like, are there specific questions you guys have? We've tried to do use the comments, but comments for the most part, it's it's you know people will argue with us, they'll um, they'll agree with us, they'll say, oh, Stephen has a sexy voice, sort of stuff like that. But we're curious if if you guys would like to have a mailbag, and I do indeed have Jared. That's J A R R O D at projectcoe.com. If you'd like to send me. Um, Send me an email with questions. You can certainly do that. Just make sure in the subject, very, very, very important, write mailbag. If you don't do that, I will delete it because I get quite a bit of spam in that account, uh, even though I've tried everything in my power to ensure that doesn't happen, which is really uh, kind of annoying. Oh, and speaking of uh, the site, we actually got hacked a little while ago, which was surprising. I noticed when I uh, went to post the horizon review so i had to backpedal the site i'm glad that we don't use it as much anymore because it would have sucked losing like you know a year's worth of content but in the end it was like something like five reviews we lost so imagine if that happened on youtube though oh that'd be brutal that'd be like hundreds and hundreds of reviews and videos gone that would suck so okay, you need to talk now. Yeah, ta- speaking I've been of talking YouTube, too much. Uh, was Thursday a mistake? Did you meant to double post on Thursday? No, it was. It was no. It was a mistake. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was. I was. Yeah. <laughs> because I saw that. No on, man, on it, Friday, I was really out of it. On Friday, you posted a video like at ten or eleven, realizing you had nothing, and I guess that was supposed to be Thursday's double video. Yeah. Yeah, I, I told you, man, like, I was really, really out of it. I don't know if you, I even had one video that I made that I deleted because I, no, I, I look like a, a wreck, man. <laughs> like, I was sitting in front of, like, talking about the Switch and you could barely hear me. My eye was all puffy and my, my nose was leaking, so I'm blowing my nose on camera. 
And I'm like, okay, you know, there's unprofessional, like we, we usually are, and then there's this. I'm like, this is... <laughs> This is a whole other level of unprofessional. And I was sneezing like 20 times. So I did, I redid the video, which is essentially like a hardware review of the Switch, which, um, it's like a 20 minute video going over some of the things I like, some of the things I don't like and, and whatever. And I can actually talk a little bit about that, but I need you to talk for a bit because my voice is killing me. All right. So I think next you're going to talk about your Switch impressions and Yesterday was the first time I ever held a switch in my hands because a store I serve uh, during my work uh, employee there managed to pick up uh, one of his one of his switch uh, this week and he showed it to me and I was able to hold it and get a grasp for it and I was kind of uh, surprised a bit by its size if you remove the two joy cons on the side it seems like something that would fit in my pocket so it seems like it's a bit more portable than i originally thought and he also told me something that i kind of knew but didn't realize that the 32 gig of uh, internal memory is in there no matter what so you can easily add an extra SD card, so let's say you add in the 250 card, that gives you 280, uh, of course the 32 gigs I think is only 26, so that's extra data, so I guess that's a bit better, because 250 gigabyte cards, how much are they, around 60, 70 Canadian? A two... Maybe a bit more? Yeah, I think they're more in the 100 okay. and something. That's why I picked up a, a 128. A 128, but it's still with a 128, uh, the kind of games we're getting on Switch. I imagine, you, I, I imagine you'd be able to get like around 10, 15 games in there, and then you can always pick up another card. I guess it's, it's still not ideal, but it's a lot better than the Vita situation, I guess, where the cards were a lot more pricey for a lot less data. Okay, so I'm I'm on Best Buy right now. If you get a no-name, one-star Chinese fake one, they're $40, okay? And the reviews say works for about two weeks, so you'll definitely want to pick that one up. Uh, a 200-gigabyte SanDisk is $100. Um, but yeah, they go for about... Uh, they're not cheap, my man. A micro SD, 200 bucks is what they're going for on Amazon. That's a lot of money, dude. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's a lot of money. That's why I, that's why I went to uh, 128 cuz 128 a Samsung is 60 bucks and a SanDisk is 55. So I was like, well, I'm not going to spend $200, you know? I just buy two cards. However, you have you heard the news about that? Probably not since that Okay, good stuff. Well, <laughs> the the um data management on the switch apparently is really bad it, it doesn't allow you to move things around so for example if you have something saved internally on the internal memory it doesn't allow you to transfer that to the sd card you have to delete it and re-download it to the other it's think of it like a, a totally separate data bank which i was like what i'm like they don't even allow you to transfer i'm like that's insane so I don't know, that seems kind of crazy. So just make sure if you're going to download something that you download it directly to the uh, micro SD card. Yeah. And uh, go ahead. Yeah, I heard of that actually now that you mentioned it. I wasn't sure that's what you're, you were talking about. So if you download a game on 
an SD card, can you transfer that to another SD card, or is, is that also locked? It's locked. Wow, because it, on the 3DS, you can move it as many times as you want. You can drag it into your computer and drag it into another SD card. That's weird. Oh, well, maybe you could do it like that, but I don't know, because they were saying that... I'd have to try it, so let me back up on that. I'm not... I don't know. I don't want to... Maybe. I don't know. I just know that they said that there's so many things that are locked like it's crazy. Uh, so I'm, I'm not sure. I don't want to... I don't know. I didn't try that. I'll have to try that. Well, to be honest, my uh, Switch uh, interface is just beautiful. It's basically Zelda and nothing else. So it's it's amazing. You're not playing 1-2-Switch. How dare you? No. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So okay, let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that because I too was quite surprised. I don't know if it showed at the video, but when I unboxed it, I was very surprised by the size of the system. Well, first off, I was really surprised by how small the box was that it came in. I did not expect that. You know, uh, I looked at this when my friend gave it to me. I was like, "What the hell is this?" Uh, like the PS4 box was huge. The Xbox One box was huge. My Wii U box that I have that's just in the corner over there is is big. This little thing is is really small. So I was like, "Oh boy!" Like, okay, uh, but yeah, when you when you take it out, I mean, it's not portable. You know, when you have the Joy-Cons on there, you're not going to be putting this in your pocket. Like, there's no way. There's just no way. So you're going to need some sort of carrying case um, and, you know, throw it in a backpack or something like that, which that does limit its its portability. Yet what's really funny is, with my experience with it now, is it feels like a portable console. It really does. Like it feels it doesn't this does not feel like a home console. It feels like an extension of something you would find on the 3DS, the DS, the Game Boy Advance. It it screams portable system. Except when you play on it. <laughs> That's the thing. When you play on it, it screams home console, which I'm still coming to terms with a lot of these different things because I, I'm really surprised, man. Like, really, really surprised. It has real analog sticks, you know? It's not like the Vita with little tiny little sticks. It's got a full complement of buttons and, and what have you. And everything works exactly like you'd expect on your PlayStation 4 on or on your Xbox One. And that's that really does take some getting used to because... We, we talk about the Vita about how, you know, it was a console experience on the go. Well, this is quite literally a console. It's not a console experience. It is a, it's a home console that you just so happen to be able to take wherever you want. And my brain has issues with that. <laughs> like, every time I'm, I'm sitting on the sofa when Serena needs the, uh, needs a TV and I'm playing on the tablet there. And I'm looking at the Joy-Cons, and I'm like, this is insane. You know, like, technology, we, we've reached a point where this is insane. Like, I, I can't believe I'm sitting on the sofa playing this. And yes, I, I could say the same thing with the Wii U, right? Like, that I could do that before. And, and I, what did I tell you? For years, I said that was my favorite feature of the Wii U was the off-screen mode or gameplay or whatever. I thought that was brilliant. But this is going even further because this is like, you know, I can be sitting on a plane 
playing Breath of the Wild with the exact same experience as when I'm at home. That's like my brain really can't. I, I can't think. <laughs> I can't fathom this. I keep like telling myself like this is impossible. How how is this how is this possible? Especially were you surprised by just how small the not not size as in like you know like wow yes the tablet is big but how thin it is. Yeah, that that too caught me uh, off guard. I expected something closer to the gamepad. Exactly, and you 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 realize that that's the entire system, right? Yeah, sure, uh, I do. That's something that like this is the 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 console itself is the the, the portable thing. It's not like a some other unit. It's that's uh, that's the console. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that I think a lot of us have uh, actually been wrong about. Everyone was saying, like, oh, you know, like, the dock. Well, when you put in the dock, it supercharges it. It makes it, like, the Omega Switch, which now that we're seeing teardowns of people who are taking it apart, and I knew it right away, when I took, like, when I held the dock, I was like, wow, this is, like, ridiculously cheap. You know what I mean? Like this is this is insanely cheap. It's like hollow. It's basically a hollow piece like shell. And I was like, what the hell? It's sort of like the Neo Geo X that base that it came in. And I just couldn't believe that. I was like, what the hell? And then when I'm watching some of these teardown videos, I'm like, oh, okay. So there's like nothing in the dock. All the dock is is it basically has the the USB power ports and it has the ability to basically do a pass-through where it takes the signal from the portable and then throws it up onto your tv with via the uh, hdmi so i'm like holy crap so literally the entire console is the portable and that's amazing to me like when when you look at it like truly when you when you hold it in your hands and you look at it and you're just like this. This is this is crazy, considering how strong it is, and it's significantly smaller than the gamepad in terms of the thickness and and whatnot. Like uh, that really, really surprised me, and it still surprised me every time I play the machine. I'm like, how is how is the hell is this possible? So, have you played anything other than Zelda? Truthfully, no. If you want me to lie, I can lie. <laughs> no, no, I, I haven't. I have not played anything but Zelda at this point in time because, like, I'm just enjoying it so much that I don't want to. Okay, okay, good. that's because that's something I didn't realize before. Because I I heard someone in an, in an interview. I don't remember what he said, but the thing about the Vita was that. It offered a port, a console experience on the go, but most of the time the console experience was shit. Like if you remember some of the earlier games, like I believe, uh, like uh, Call of Duty and some other franchise that were supposed to be like portable experience console wise were terrible games. And the thing mm-hmm. about the Switch is it's actually console gaming on the go. So that kind of excites me because did you see the Nindies conference or whatever? Where they announced 60 uh, indie games that are coming out mm-hmm. this year. Like, all of those games, well, all of them, most of those games look awesome. And you'll be able to mm-hmm. play them on the go with, like, a real quality screen. And it's like, now, 
every third-party game that I want that is also getting a Switch version, I'll probably opt for the Switch version because even though the PlayStation 4 has trophies, like I can I cannot play those games all the time. Well, the Switch I can exactly. So that's that for me is something that I neglected to think about when I thought about the possible uh, success of the platform. Yeah, I think the key thing, okay, the key, key element that's going to, um, that's really going to either, that's really going to determine the, the future success of this is, will third parties give it a chance? That, that's going to be it. Because I think if, in terms of Nintendo's history, this, this console has the opportunity to be the most successful console for third parties because of what you just said. If you have children or a really busy life uh, cycle, yeah, a really busy life, and you're constantly on the go, the chances are you're absolutely right. Like me too, you're absolutely right that, well, why wouldn't I pick up the Switch version? Maybe it'll be a little dumbed down in terms of graphics. It won't, you know, output in 4K HDR and all this. But I have a PS4 and an Xbox One for that, you know? Like, do I really, really need that when I can't really play? And it's really, really amazing to me because Horizon... I invested, I don't recall off the top of my head, but maybe like, what, 40 hours, 50 hours, something like that. But I I did it in almost twice the amount of time that I've invested the same amount of time in Zelda. So in other words, let's say like Horizon, uh, it took me two weeks, let's say, to to like, you know, get to like, say, 50 hours. Well, I've been able to do that in like four days with Zelda. Now, granted, yes, I, I have been off work. That that certainly factors into it. But a lot of it is due to the fact that I don't need the TV. So I think, just like you, I think that this could be a very, very big thing. Uh, the one game that I did want to try was Blaster Master Zero. I really wanted to try that, but again, I, I made a promise to myself that this year, and well, I started a few years ago, that I'm starting, like, I'm stopping buying games. I'm just not buying games if I'm not going to play them. It doesn't make sense. And I'm not going to play games that I just don't like, you know, that they don't hook me. If I end up losing 80 bucks or whatever it is, well, it sucks, but I have other things I, I need to do. So right now, I'm playing Zelda, and I'm not buying a single thing until I'm done with Zelda. It's as simple as that. Uh, and I've been really good. Like, this year, I've been amazing. I, I bought Dragon Quest Eight and I bought Zelda. Mind you, I had to buy Zelda twice, but still. <laughs> you're not buying the... those limited run games anymore? No, I stopped that too. Wow, you're really, really doing progress there. Really? Well, I have to, man. Like, uh, I, the house is filled with stuff. I, I am like a hoarder, for God's sakes. I, I, I have to. I, I told you, I'm being very serious. That's why you may not believe me, but with the with the switch, I really, truly did not intend on buying that. And like Scorpio, I'm not going to buy it. I disconnected my Xbox One. I no longer have it. If I take a picture right now and show you my entertainment setup, I don't have an Xbox One there anymore because it. I'm not using it. What the hell is it for? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to sell my Xbox One. I, I realize this because I, have, I haven't I have played it in almost two years now and there's no point in me when I can probably sell it and all my games, I could probably get 500 bucks for it easily, probably. So why not do it? 
My question for you is, are you going to go physical or digital with this Switch? Are you going to download everything? Okay. Oh, dude, th this is... I wanted to. I really, really wanted to. But Dragon Quest Heroes now, I'm, I'm like, damn it. Like, what do we do, man? Like, we have a finite amount of memory. And when I tell you my issue, when I tell you my issue, you'll see where where I'm at, okay? So, did you watch any of my videos that I posted on Switch? No. Okay, good, good number one fan there. <laughs> well, I don't want to watch anything <laughs> until I get my Switch, because that's just going to be okay. more painful. Okay, well, I I had problems, okay? Um, and there, there, there's... I'm not alone, let's put it that way, okay? First thing, I did a setup video where I talked about how you set up the switch and how easy it is and it really is it's a, it's a joke for for you man you're going to love it it's literally like next 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 but here's the issue the the first thing the system does like after you set up you know like your name and stuff like that is it wants to connect to the internet naturally it's it's a device in 2017 and it couldn't find my wifi and i was like what like my ps3 which is how old now, can find my Wi-Fi. I have my PS3 still connected because I use it for all its multimedia features. I still stand by. I think that's the best console ever released for multimedia features. Anyways, so my I, I went, I got my PSP. My PSP can find my Wi-Fi. But the Switch, a brand new 2017 console, doesn't see it. And I went, uh, what? And I have a dual band, so it's basically, uh, it has two different signals that it uses. It has the legacy one, that's why the PSP can find it. And then it has the AC, which is for like the newer devices like the PlayStation 4 and well, when I had my Xbox One connected um, to give it like the greatest, you know, strength. And yeah, the Switch just couldn't find it. I was without Wi-Fi. So I was like, oh, that's uh, that's awesome. I even texted you. I was like, uh, oh, wow, I'm living in Hearst. And you're like, oh, you're just exaggerating. But no, I, I literally could not find my Wi-Fi. So I did a couple of refreshes, and sure enough, it eventually popped up. But it had like two bars, and it was like midway through the list. I'm like, uh, my Switch is literally in front of my router. It, it's less than a foot away from my router. What the hell? So I, I started doing some research online, and sure enough, it's a it's an issue with the Switch hardware that apparently it's got uh, Wi-Fi issues where it has a hard time seeing Wi-Fi signals for whatever reason. So I was like, oh, that's that's a great first impression, right? Like I pressed next like three times, and then I was stuck. I couldn't do anything with the machine. Now, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I purchased a Wii, that's right, a Wii USB to LAN adapter. And I did that because at one point in time, I was using my Wii like a mofo. Because I had tons of people that came over, they loved the Wii Sports. And uh, for a while there, the Wii, and still is, my favorite console for retro games. Because of the wealth of uh, virtual console games that were were available so i bought that adapter so that i could have constant you know like reliable internet not to say that there were any uh, wi-fi issues because there really weren't the the wii's wi-fi was actually better than the ps3's for god's sakes uh but 
I'm, I've always been nervous like that. So I was like, no, no, I'll plug it in and there we go. With the Wii U, I never had a need. I had steady Wi-Fi, everything was great. But when this issue popped up, I went, oh, crap, you know. And it just dawned on me that, hey, wait a second, I have that adapter. So I went, you know, scrummaging through all my different things and I found it, plugged it in. There's one USB that's sort of hidden in the back of the dock. And then you have two that are on the side of the dock. So I, I put it in the hidden one, connected my internet directly, like the Ethernet cable directly to it, and boom, everything was good. When it did find my Wi-Fi, it did a system update because I only did that after. First, I, I went through the Wi-Fi thing, but where I finally like said, no, there, this is unacceptable. I need to find a better solution um, was with Zelda. It took forever to download Zelda. And the reason why is that it kept losing my Wi-Fi signal. And I'm not kidding. It literally was like, what, a foot, maybe, in front of my router. So here's what I wanted to ask you. Where you're going to keep the dock, do you have access to wired internet? I no. Damn it. Okay. Uh, because I, I bought another one for you. Uh, where the hell did I put it? Oh, yes. I bought it right here. Uh, I've got it right here for you, just in case you need because, it. Okay. Like, I have a two-year-old at home. I cannot put anything in his reach, if you will. Like, uh, my Wii U gamepad, if I leave it uh, not plugged, it will run out of power because he always turns all the machines he sees on. And if you turn the Wii U on, the gamepad's turned on. So every time... I come back from work, the thing's out of out of juice because of that. So if I put it where my router is, he'll just play with it, play with the dog. So, like, I can like the, the thing I don't get is if you're saying this that the system does it work flawlessly when it's plugged in? Yeah, yeah when so it's plugged in, you can it's fine. Easily download your games and then during the night plugged in and then remove it. Oh yeah. no no yeah yeah of course of course I, I'm I'm not like. It's fine. Like, for me, I found the solution. It's fine. But it's not acceptable that I'm having issues no, that, finding... No, that's, that's like, really, like you said, unacceptable. Because, like, the Wii, the Wii U, the 3DS all have decent Wi-Fi. So I do not get why this... I imagine this will be fixed in the future update. I hope so, for their, their sake. Because if they want success, they need steady internet. And this is a portable. Nobody's going to run out outside with a... 200 feet cable to be connected to the internet well this is it and that was this is what has put a big question mark over the digital future of right now so right now i've bought well i have zelda on on cart and i have bomberman on cart uh i haven't bought anything else uh so Right now, I don't know what I'm doing. When I remove the the, the system from the dock, it, it's pretty cool because when it's docked, it shows that, you know, I have wired signal. I'm good to go. When I remove it, it takes about maybe 20 seconds or so and it finds my Wi-Fi and it's like, oh, you're back online and you're good to go. It's just because of what I experienced setting the system up and downloading Zelda that I'm very leery now like I just I don't want to take the chance you know so I'm gonna see I'm gonna see how it goes I don't know to answer your question I don't know I'm going to obviously be downloading uh, some digital titles moving forward and for God's sakes get the damn virtual console on this machine now because the potential I, I'm scratching my head here 
I, I really wonder who is running Nintendo. Because now that I've played the Switch for a good amount of time, I'm I'm at a loss. Like there's so much potential here. These guys need to move their ass and and get the virtual console on there ASAP. It's utterly ridiculous that there are Neo Geo games that and and like a couple of them. I think there's like four or six of them that you can download, play anywhere in the world with you know perfect quality. But I cannot download Super Mario Brothers. Like, there's something really wrong with with this. And I'm hoping that they they come on board like soon, get their their act together with the virtual console. Because for God's sakes, it's ridiculous. I, I find it totally ridiculous. Wait till you see the interface, man. You are going to just laugh. Are you aware that the only way I can invite you is by sending you a friend code? Uh, yeah, I heard there was other ways also, like Facebook and stuff like that. But yeah, basically it's, it's really behind the times. Well, I'd love it if it was Facebook, but no, the only way that you can do it from what I've seen is you have to either have played Mitomo and been friends there, uh, Super Mario Run or Fire Emblem Heroes and been friends like that. That was the only way I could see it or with your friend codes. If you can use Facebook and stuff, that would be helpful, but I didn't see that. Well, I've used so, Mitomo, and I was a friend of you and Mitomo, so we're all set, man. Yeah, we're all set as long as you... Uh, like, you have to register your system. Once you register your system and your account, then you'll pop up in my friends list. I already have nine friends, for God's sakes. You're a popular guy. <laughs> Apparently so. I was like, wow, geez. Uh, like, man, a lot of people run out that... Uh, that I know and bought this system, which I guess is a good thing. So anyways, uh, just really want to wrap this up. We've already been speaking. This is going to be like a four-hour podcast. Uh, I've had the screen. I need to let you know, Stephen, especially with your kid, you are going to need to buy a screen protector. So you should buy one now before you have the system. Because without it, it's it's dead. It's one of the weakest screens I have ever seen in a Nintendo product. So, you've been warned, okay? Go get a screen protector, either a film or a tempered glass one. That costs about 10 bucks. I can provide you links if you need, but you, you need it. Because just putting it in and out of the dock will scratch the screen. Because they didn't put any fabric on the inside of the dock to protect the screen. Instead, it's got these big blocks of plastic that rub against the screen as you take it in and out. So your first day of owning the system will scratch the screen if you're not careful. All right, I'll need to do that. But I remember that with the PSP back in the day, I had ordered one and could not, for the heck of me, install it properly. So Okay, well, no, then tempered glass is the way to go. Uh, and get Liz to do it. <laughs> Right. No, I'm serious. I, I did the same thing. I did a, I got a tempered glass one. Uh, it's a lot easier to install. I'll send you some links. Just remind me when we're done. Uh, so very quickly, I had no uh, left Joy-Con issues, but I'm not playing one two switch. So a lot of people were saying that's where the problem lies. So I don't know. Um, battery life has been excellent. Uh, I think you can get probably depending on on the uh, the screen brightness, maybe three to four hours out of Zelda. The only thing with that is, how do you recharge the system? So I'm, I'm most likely going to have to pick up another AC adapter because if I want to play for extended periods of time off the TV, there's no other real way or some sort of battery pack or, or something. I don't, I don't really know. 
and that's that. Uh, I just was really surprised by how basic the operating system was in terms of friend or multiplayer or even social functionality. It's unbelievable. Like, you, there is no such thing as inviting friends to a multiplayer game. So for things like Bomberman and, and games like that, if you want to play online, the, you're basically playing with random people. There is no other functionality. So we're, like, way back to, like, before the PS2 era. It's, it's pretty remarkable that a company can release a console in 2017 that doesn't have the functionality of a system that was released in 1999 being the Dreamcast. I, I can't believe that. Well, this is Nintendo for you. It shouldn't be surprising, but it's not acceptable either. So hopefully they'll work on that. Well, they will. They will. Spoilers, they won't. All right. <laughs> yeah, they'll work on the Wi-Fi thing, but friend, co- friend codes are here to stay. Oh, that I know. That I know. <laughs> All right, so let's move on because you're making me suffer, you bastard. You're supposed to get me a switch. You should. That's your assignment, man. Get 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 on it. Well, go to <laughs> go to your store, damn you. Uh, All right, moving on. I believe uh, I have two items on the list, and I don't have the yep. list in front of me, but. You let me know if I forget something. So I wanted to talk about uh, Mario Sports Superstars, which was announced during the 3DS uh, Direct. I believe that was in September or October, something like that. And I was really looking forward to this game. I still am. I'm not sure how uh, how it will react because I just saw the first review of it this week, which was on Nintendo Life. And Nintendo Life or Nintendo fanboys like us. So they usually score games a bit higher when they're Nintendo-made, but this one scored a 5 out of 10, which Oof. is the same score they gave Animal Crossing uh, Amiibo Festival, which is probably one of the best games ever made. So it's really, <laughs> I'm really, really worried now. And on that collection of games, the, the game I was the most looking forward to is the baseball one. And unfortunately, that's the weakest one, because I've heard from their review that the only thing you do is you press A to bat the ball and then you when you're on defense you pitch you're the pitcher so you control the pitches that's it like once you hit the ball all everything else is automatic which I was a bit disappointing in so not sure how much I'll enjoy this but the soccer game appears to be very very well made so at least there's that and all of those games feature online which for Nintendo 3DS title was pretty rare so I'll probably give you guys an update in a future uh, fanboys video. And also worth noting is that on that site, Nintendo Life, you can see you can see uh, what uh, what they uh, uh, give me a moment. Guess, guess right. here, that's uh, that's oui, interference with the child. Podcast, I can okay. hear. I heard a little something in the background there. What he was going to say is that you can see the top 10 most read reviews that are on Nintendo Life's uh, website. And a lot of websites do this. We used to do the same thing. And what's interesting is that Mario Sports Superstars isn't even on the top 10 most read reviews. And I don't think that's very surprising. To be really honest, I think the Wii U is gone. It's yesterday's news. It's a I don't 3DS think title, by the way. Oh, sorry. I thought it was a Wii U title. Well, there he goes. Well, never mind. Wow. Really, then? Then that is surprising. Yeah, the Wii U's last title is Zelda. I don't know if anything else is coming out after that, to be honest. 
Probably is. Oh, wow. But not from Nintendo anyway. Wow. Okay, well, I just said the fact that uh, about the top 10, but I didn't realize it was a 3DS title. Then that is surprising. Wow. And what were you concerned about? Like, that this is a trend? That this is what? Yeah, I'm just surprised that in the top 10, if you go to that site and read the top 10 reviews, like some of these games are like switch games that you never heard of and mario's mario the mario name and the 3ds name is still huge so i I was just surprised just a little uh, factor that i thought was interesting and next up i had a pokemon sun and moon update which is basically to tell you of a few things first off I know you probably haven't played the game in months, but if you turn it on right now and you go to Mystery Gift and you enter the code M2Descent, you're going to get you yourself two Mega Stones. One is for Mega Mewtwo X, the other one Mega Mewtwo Y. And also, there's a new competition up that will start on the 17th and last all the way to the 19th. And if you register now, well, you actually, by the time you hear that, it's going to be too late to register. <laughs> but you're going to be able to get access to the Mega Pidgeot and Mega Steelix uh, Mega Stones if you have at least three battles in there. And for those that participated in the last tournament, you can now pick up your Mega Beedrill and your uh, Mega Mawile Mega Stone. And lastly, there's a new global mission up, which actually the goal has already been met, which was, I think, get like 250,000 battle points. And that's well surpassed now. So if you go to the Festival Plaza and simply register for that uh, global mission, you're guaranteed to get 2,000 Festival Coins if you're not uh, registered at the Global Link website. And if you are, you'll get 4,000 Festival Coins. So those are free Festival Coins since, like I told you, the goal has already been met. So you're not losing anything if you take 5 minutes and go register for the event. And that's pretty much it for Pokemon News. Well, then we're at our topic of the show. And if you could maybe just talk for like 30 seconds about something random so I can just go see my son for a while because apparently he's missing me so I'll be back in about 30 seconds oh that's very cute well I will let everybody know what the topic of the show is and we're going to basically talk about Breath of the Wild surprise surprise it really shouldn't be Uh, Breath of the Wild is currently like just you know it's it's set the gaming world on fire and it's really been nice to see i haven't seen something like this from nintendo in quite some time where you know everyone is saying good things about a particular game and i really really like that and on metacritic right now which we're gonna check as steven just ditched us uh let's see where are we where are we? Games. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, so right now, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is currently rocking a 98 Metascore based off 78 critics. That's pretty damn impressive, to be honest. That's really, really impressive. 
The user score is 7.6, but user scores, I mean, I don't trust any of that because, well, I just don't trust it. You get the fanboys, like, everywhere. I love this. Be wary of people giving this game a high score. They're trying to sell you on something, and, like, I I love reading the negative stuff. People giving the score of zero. Not bad, eh? And you know what that does when you when you have a zero score? It's pretty pathetic uh, because it really lowers your overall score. But the Metacritic for critics is is really it's not easy to get a ninety eight. Okay, it really isn't. If you if I click on this and we go, let's see, uh, where is it? All time, all time, all time high scores. Animal Crossing uh, <laughs> Amiibo Festival should be number one. It is. Uh, Metacritic all-time games. Let's see. Because I know what number one is. Would well, you know what number one is? I believe it's OOT. It is. Yeah. The Ocarina of Time is the world's greatest video game in terms of scores. However, it has only been registered by 22 critics so that's something to keep in mind when whenever you're talking about games like that what's very impressive is that the user score has 3466 ratings ends at 9.1 but like i said it's hard for a new game to score really that high because it's you know we have so many damn trolls today that we didn't have back then you know, like, like, I don't know if you heard, but I was saying about uh, Breath of the Wild, it has a 98 Metacritic, but the user score is 7.6. Yeah, it's still, it's still at 98, the Metacritic. I thought it would lower eventually, because like you said, it probably has a lot more reviews than those other games it's tied for. Yeah, it does. It has 70, 78. And it's still at 98. Yeah. That's quite a feat. Oh, it is. Uh, like, there's no no question about that. So, what? What? That was my sort of uh, way to kill time. So now we can throw it back at you. But it's important to realize, like, in, basically, this game now is in the company of for ninety eight. Here we have Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two, which, if you remember from way back when, that game was reviewed like crazy. You have Grand Theft Auto Four. You have Soul Calibur. And that's it. That's all you have at the 98 level. So just think of that. That's amazing. So are you ready to start our Bet of the Wild impressions discussion? Whatever you want to call Yeah, absolutely. I want you to talk about this, though, unless you have to mind the little one. <laughs> no, no. So I'm, uh, I just checked this morning. I'm 26 hours in, which it's probably half what you've played so far, maybe less. Uh, I really surprised by this game. Like we said, basically in our last podcast, that we thought Horizon would affect uh, Zelda's reception, and we were we were right. We were. It <laughs> happened. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> we were wrong. And my logic behind that was that Nintendo has had zero experience with open world games. So I thought that while I didn't doubt that Zelda would be great, I didn't expect it to be this great. And Horizon was uh, fantastic. I was I wanted to say masterpiece and fantastic at the same time, and it would have been hilarious. <laughs> but I think Zelda 
I'm not ready to say it's surpassed. Yeah, I am. I think it's surpassing it. And it's not really fair to compare those games. Both games are great. But I think Zelda really surprised me. And I'll admit I was wrong on that. And I, I, I'm happily. And I, 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 it sucks because the viewers or the listeners didn't get to hear my thoughts on that because we screwed up like we usually do last time. And you had to do like a five-second recap of that. But basically, we were wrong, and uh, I'll gladly admit it. Uh, so I, like I said, I played 26 hours. I'm really nowhere right now. I'm not. I'm just exploring. I'm getting as many shrines as I can, so I can uh, get more hearts and stop dying all the time. And I did one dungeon, and that was really uh, enjoyable. So I want to do the other ones too. What I really cannot wait is one. I want to beat this game, not soon, but eventually, because I, I want to go see other videos on it. I want to see how people play the game, because everybody plays it differently. And I want to see, the the thing I'm most curious about is speedruns. Because there's already one online of a guy beating the game, I think, in one hour and five minutes. And that's what I really want to see, because you, I think you can technically... I don't, I don't know if you have to do the four shrine quest at the beginning if you need to because you basically need to do that to get the uh, the paraglider but I'm pretty sure there's a way to get off the great plateau without this thing like there must have been a way there must be a glitch somehow to to lower yourself climb off and land on something or basically survive it there has to be a way so I'm not sure if that that needs to be completed or if you can go to Ganon right away but basically you can beat the game very, very quickly if you're good. And I can probably will never be able to do this. Although, I will attempt this once I get my Switch. I will attempt this once I beat Zelda on Wii U. For sure, just for fun. But I cannot wait to watch uh, speed uh, speed runs of this game. Because I think the, the times will get ridiculous as we go on. I think someone will beat this in like 20 minutes eventually. And I cannot wait. That's it? That's your whole impressions? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, just talking a little bit about the the fact of going to Ganon, um, uh, you're going to see this in some footage, maybe even today. I don't know. We'll see how I piece it together. But I, I've been, I don't know how long I've been playing. The Switch doesn't really have uh, an activity meter thing. It does tell you when you go on it on on your game but it takes a certain amount of time for it to register it'll say like oh you've played more than 40 hours but it doesn't it's not specific i really hope nintendo adds that to the switch i don't know why they didn't that's an awesome feature but anyway um so as as i was playing the game there's a, a sort of a I don't know, like a side quest that you can find called Memories. And if you don't know, which you should know, this isn't really spoilers, uh, you wake up in the Shrine of Resurrection a hundred years later. That's all you know. So what the Memories do is they sort of fill in the gap of what happened a hundred years ago. That's it. Okay? So no spoilers there. That That's all. And anyways, I was exploring and exploring and exploring, and I found just about all of them. And there's one that looked like I had to go somewhere where it looked like a castle. And well, after exploring as much as I have, I figured, well, there really is only one castle, right? So why don't we just man up and go see Ganon? <laughs> okay? 
So let me tell you, you can see it in the video. You can see my fear. (laughs) I'm so nervous because, like you just said, it's so easy to die in this game. It's it's ridiculous. Like I wish it would tell you keep keep tabs of uh, how many times you died because I swear I must be like over a hundred times now. Like there are so many times where I was exploring and I just accidentally walked in and oh look, there's a dragon there who <laughs> just boom, I'm dead instantly. I'm like, oh that's that's great. That that was fun. Let's turn around and not go that way. <laughs> So I I made my way through the area and there's these enemies called guardians that basically they have like a homing laser that goes beep, 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 beep on you and it's really difficult. You, you can, I said dodge, whatever. You, you can basically, if you, if you hold your stamina until like, you know, maybe a second or two before and you do a burst run, they'll shoot and it causes damage to the area, but you'll be able to get out in enough time. If that thing hits you though, you're dead. Like that's it. I can now actually survive a blast. I have enough hearts that I can survive a blast if I screw up, which is awesome. But when I did that, when I actually went to Hyrule Castle, um, I did not. I did not have enough hearts to do this. And so I was looking around and I, I, I basically stood back for a moment and I was like, this I've never experienced before in a video game. What I'm about to tell you is basically how I sum up, well, how I'm going to sum up my impressions of Breath of the Wild moving forward. Um, imagine you know that if, if one of these enemies hits you, you're dead. Because they're mobile, they can move around. If they come up and actually like kick you, you're dead. And you're, you're surrounded by this ominous like glow, this, this mist, this whatever. And you're, you're scared. I mean, you're really scared. You're nervous because you're like, well, I don't want to die, you know, like, uh, I want to, I want to make progress. I want to, you know, find what I'm looking for. And I'm looking around the screen and I realize I'm like, okay, well, let's see here. That enemy is standing on this wooden platform. Pretty sure if I use a fire arrow, I can burn that and he'll fall into the water. Okay. But the wooden platform's also being held up by string. So maybe if I just use regular arrows and I hit the, the two strings, he'll fall into the water. But I could also go around the tower, climb up a little bit, and just bypass him completely. Or I could take the stairs and take my chance with dodging the the beam. Now imagine that, what I just said, but extrapolated over every aspect of the game. Like everything that you can imagine. It's the first time in a video game, and especially in an open world game, where it's not about what you can't, um, no, not what you can't, what you can do. It's about what you can't do. What can't you do in this situation? And more often than not, you'll find yourself saying, well, like I can do just about everything I can think of. And I've never, ever experienced that before where in anything from Grand Theft Auto 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, whatever, to any of your your open world games where 
it was like one layer on top of another layer on top of another layer of choices that you have. And I'm sure, given the the incredible number of variables that have been introduced here, there's no way Nintendo has thought of all of this. There's just no way. And so that's what makes those speedruns um, interesting. Because just in the way I've played and, and solved certain situations, I assure you that... They, they did not think of this because I've been exploiting some of the systems that I was like, well, let's see here. I could do this. I could do that. Some of the motion puzzles, I realized that they're very hard. You know, like you have to be very, very precise with some of the motion puzzles. And then I was thinking to myself, I'm like, well, wait a second here. I have full control over over this apparatus. Well, like... By default, it's got like a, say, think of it like a maze. You know, one of those mazes with a ball and you're trying to roll it through the maze. Well, I realized that you could actually flip the damn thing. You could put it on its side. You could, you could do all these different things. And I'm sure Nintendo never even thought of that because that bypasses all of the mechanics completely because then you have a flat surface. So the ball just drops on a flat surface. And now I have 100% freedom to move the ball wherever I want. I just bypass the entire puzzle. And again, I'm sure Nintendo didn't even think of things like that. And that's what makes this game so bloody incredible is that there will be people all over the world that play this and figure out solutions that no one has thought of before. And it's going to make uh, these playthroughs so exciting, like really, really exciting. I can imagine you, yeah, going and, and beating Ganon in like 20 minutes. If you can survive getting off the Great Plateau uh, and you can you can get to Ganon in, in such a way that you can bypass all those enemies, and I'm sure you will. I, I'm, I'm absolutely sure you will be able to do that. But that to me is how I, I sum this up is that I've never seen a game and I don't even want to say about the options that it offers you. It's not about that. It's it's what can you not do in this situation? And and in most cases, you will be shocked at all the different things that you can do. And that's not even taking into account using your environment to your your you know, to your advantage. Things like the uh ice ability, stopping time, and using the uh, magnet or bombs or anything like that, when you throw that into the mix as well, it's just, honestly, it seems like it's limitless when you add all of the variables together. Yeah, it's crazy how different we're playing the games because I'm playing this game like a dumbass because I'm a dumbass. And you're very uh, thorough and you're exploring everything and you're very smartly doing things. And, like, you weren't talking about stuff. Like, I was... I had played a game for like 10 hours and you were talking to me like, how many seeds do you have? And I was like, what? What's a seed? And like, there's stuff I did not even have. And there's still, today, like stuff I don't know. Like when you're in a thunderstorm, <laughs> I keep getting hit by the damn thunder. Is there any way to not get hit? Well, first off, you are not getting hit by thunder. You're getting hit by lightning. By lightning, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, of course. It, you see what happens to your character every time there's a thunderstorm. I'm guessing what it, it might be because I have something equipped that's uh, metal. Exactly. Okay, so I'm screwed because I don't have anything in my inventory that's not metal. <laughs> no, sure you do. What do you mean? Of course you do. All my swords are metal. Exactly. So what do you do? 
can you not have a sword in the back? Yes, exactly. Oh. You can unequip, unequip your sword, unequip your bow, How do you unequip your, your sword. It it says um, when you press the the well start button, whatever the hell it's called, the plus cross button, whatever. Um, and you highlight your your shield, you'll have the options of, like your equipped shield, okay. you'll have your option of remove, drop, and I forget what the third one is. Just click on remove, okay, I, and it will that remove will it. will save my ass now, because yeah, but I, don't forget, anyway. I thought that if pressing X, which I, I, thought, I thought that was what it, what it does, was what unequipped, but then it would build my back, so still, it would still attract lightning. Yeah, what I always do, I don't know if I have any video footage of it, but I'm basically naked. I take off all my clothes, and <laughs> he's running around in his undies <laughs> as, as he's going. It's totally ridiculous. If I had one complaint with the game, it's the uh, random number generator, which is uh, in, in programming, is it's what dictates the um, the weather system. It really does not like me. And it... It's gotten to the point now where I'm getting very frustrated when I'm playing for longer periods of time because sometimes it will rain seven days in a row. And if I'm trying to climb while it's raining, I want to shoot myself. <laughs> so that that's the only thing, and it's not the game's fault because it's a random number generator. It's just bad luck that I'm having. But man, that has been pissing me off like you cannot imagine. Because I just get to an area where I want to explore and it starts raining. I'm like, damn son of a... <laughs> because for, I'm stuck. For me, I have a few complaints. Like one, when you open a chest and you want that sword and you don't have any room, I would like to have the option to, to swap. swap it right away for something else instead yeah. of having to go in the menus. And when you go into the menus... It can take a while to get to the swords if you're in, uh, let's say, you're in your potions and uh, cooking recipes. It can yeah. take a while because you cannot, you have to go to all the way, and if you press R or L, that it goes you to a different menu. So that's one of my complaints for that. But basically, yeah, but there's a really easy fix for that that I don't know why they didn't think of. Why didn't they just use R and L to swap between the pages? And then use uh, the L2, R2, or whatever the hell they're called here, um, to swap between those blocks. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. That would have been simpler, but that's pretty much all I have complained. I really hate it when it rains, too, because like you said, you cannot uh, climb. Even though I have some climbing boots, they don't appear to give me much of an advantage during the rain. And I imagine that maybe if you upgrade all your equipment, it gets a bit better, but... Man, I hate it when it rains. It always seems to rain just when you're about to reach something important and then it starts exactly. raining and there's nothing you can do. Yeah, exactly. Like that has been pissing me off. And I, you have the boots. I have the boots, the bandana, and the, uh, the, the tunic. So I have the full set and I've upgraded everything twice and, and still nothing. I'm like, son of a, like it's, it's, it's annoying, but maybe, maybe, see, this is the beautiful thing with this game. Who's to say that that's going to be like that forever, right? Like, who knows? Maybe we'll find something that will allow us to have permanent grip or something like that towards the yeah. end of the game. Did, did you know that if you're running and you're, it's, it's using your stamina, if you call your horse, it will simply stop using your stamina and refill itself? 
No, I did not know uh, that. Now you do. So if you want to run, because who doesn't, and you're tired of lose, uh, running out of stamina, just call your horse while you're running. It's a glitch that somebody found during a speed run. Interesting. So you just press down, and then yeah, that's it? Your character will stop running, and will, but your stamina will recharge, so you have to uh, let go of X and then repress X to restart running. But basically, it it's but it's like a f- okay cool yeah. i'll have to try that out uh were you surprised when you beat the uh, zora dungeon what uh what you got how do you know that i beat the zora dungeon because you told me that's the one you were going to i did okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> i did not remember that i was like hmm. yeah yeah no I, I i i really want that item and i'm glad that it's not unlimited like it it takes a, or i take 30 minutes to recharge because I I I die all the time, like I said, like I told you. So yeah, I really like that. Well, I think, but for me, that like because we don't want I don't want to get into spoilers, but that to me, I'm very interested to see. Like I I want to go and I want to do all the dungeons. I want to do everything for my first playthrough. That's that's what I want to do. But next time, I want to see if I can get to Ganon myself. Because what I'm so curious about here is. Is there a point to getting the dun like to doing the the dungeon? Yeah, I think that there will be a great advantage to fighting Ganon with the four uh, things. Dig. I, I I'm trying to remove spoilers here, so that's why I stopped midway there. But I think there's an advantage to that final fight. I hope so. We'll see. Like, uh, we'll see. Well, that's it. That that's the thing. Like, we'll see. Indeed. Um, now, so some information that I found just to give you an idea here, and this isn't really spoilers. Um, those seeds, did you know that there's almost a thousand of them? <laughs> uh, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I was like, uh, excuse me? Cause like a friend of mine has like 429 or something. I'm like, what? I'm like, how the hell is that possible? I think I have 12. <laughs> I have, uh, well, you haven't used them yet? I've used a few, yeah, but then the guy moved to some other place. I haven't found the place yet. Okay. Ahmed, that's all he's doing. Like, he's basically playing The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Seed. <laughs> like, he's, he must have like a hundred or two hundred or something. Oh, I'm gonna ignore that. Just yeah, let yeah, it ring. Yeah, right. Um, uh, but yeah, go I'm, ahead. I'm go just ahead. thinking we should maybe stop talking about Zelda because we can go on forever. And maybe some closing thoughts because I know we're getting dangerously dangerously close to spoilers here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. So, uh, but my impressions right now are just that uh, that I think this is. I, I'm I'm glad I was wrong I, of I what I thought. I have a question for you on this because I'm really curious. You're the Zelda guy. I'm surprised you haven't mentioned your Triforce tattoo yet. You usually do, but no, I'm saving it for the review. <laughs> <laughs> do you think this has a chance of surpassing A Link to the Past and being your number one game of all time? Uh, I, I mentioned that in my... Um, I mentioned in my... I don't know what it was, Zelda Impressions, I think? Where I don't know. Because the one thing that A Link to the Past has that this game doesn't have is I was young. You know what I mean? Nostalgia. It was... I was... Yeah, I, w- I was... I was... I was a different person back then. Like, if this game was released when I was that age, yes. 
But yeah, it's like A Link to the Past has what? How many years? 20, 30 years almost on, uh, on this of nostalgia. And remember that I've gone back every year just about and, and replayed that game. Like it's part of my DNA. But I will say this, that this is, is now up there, man. Like this is up there to everyone. Uh, younger than me, Ocarina of Time was like their de facto best game like ever. For me, Ocarina of Time was a link to the past in 3D. I've said this so many times, but uh, I've, I've always felt that I don't care what anyone says that Ocarina of Time basically tried to do exactly what a link to the past did, but in 3D. But instead of having a light and dark world, you had two different time periods. It was a masterpiece, just a brilliant game. But already, this game, what I've seen, and I I don't want to spoil this for anyone, so I'm not going to say, but something happened during one of my, my many hours of exploration that... I I can't wait to talk to you about. Let's just put it that way. Uh, and it has I've never experienced this in any Zelda game before. And it's it's because of all of the nostalgia that I have for the series that whoever directed this or put this game together, they knew that there would be people like me playing this, and they they play on my nostalgia. And I'm just like I don't like this. May be the best sequence. I have ever experienced in any video game ever. And I'm going to leave it at that. And that's that. Well, I'm sure we're going to talk about this game for many, many more podcasts. And you'll have your review up. Eventually, we'll do a review discussion. So there'll be a lot more coverage on this. And it has a slight chance of being in our Game of the Year video at the end of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a slight chance. We're going to end it at that for this section because we could talk about this forever and I'm starting to get in trouble with uh, my girlfriend here so I don't want to go on forever and we're going to okay, end Okay, well this. end off. We can end it off. We're going to end this with our blast from the past like we usually do and it's my time and I don't know why but I thought that I'd talk about Blades of Steel today because that's one of my favorite NES games I'm a big hockey guy, the playoffs are coming soon, and I just love that game. Played that game to death as a kid, one of the first games I downloaded on the virtual console on the Wii, and I still find it hilarious that this game has voice acting, and also (laughs) that in this game, the only way to get a penalty is to lose a fight. That's right. Yep. If you go into a fight, the winner stays on the ice, and the loser doesn't get... (laughs) Uh, dragged off the ice on a stretcher but no he gets dragged off the ice <laughs> to the penalty box <laughs> I always found that hilarious and always to this date I think the best uh, there's no other hockey game that has a better fighting mode than Blades of Steel and that's how I'm gonna end it and I know you probably played Blades of Steel as a child maybe you have a few more things to add and we'll end it at that that really is a great blast from the past. That's not a hidden gem. That's not a nothing. That's a great, great, great blast from the past. Yeah, I've got lots of memories with that one. I'll never forget, with the past, and all that sort of stuff. And the great, please, oops, steal. Like, classic, classic, classic. 
And it's funny, uh, Blades of Steel had voice acting uh, before Zelda did. How about that? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it is. So, all right, guys. Hopefully, we won't have any syncing issues, and this will be our best podcast ever. Uh, holy crap, has it been a long one. Uh, but this is what happens when we talk about new Nintendo hardware, and in particular, a phenomenal Zelda game. I just want to end off by saying that, once again, if you... If you find that you are you're you're not able to play video games much anymore at home on your TV and you do own a Wii U, I would still highly recommend going and picking up a Switch when you can. I think you'll be very impressed with uh, what it offers. And honestly, uh, right now, I, I'm really, really, really impressed with my limited time with the hardware. And Zelda, for God's sakes, guys, uh, if if you are listening to this podcast you really need to buy zelda for whatever platform i don't care uh it's it's just it's breathtaking it's it's an incredible incredible game and that's that so with that we will see you all in our next podcast so take care everyone have a great one